0: so far at front. I was worried y'all weren't excited. We got to be excited because who are we honoring today? Our mamas. Our mamas are important people. Now, listen, if you're not a mama, we ain't going to leave you out because you might be a spiritual mama. How many of y'all know that we need our spiritual mamas? So today, and dads, and children, <laughs> we're not leaving you out either because this applies to all of us. So I'm going to need your help. I'm going to say it like Pastor Rick, uh, Randy. The more you help me, the quicker you get to that pot roast. Okay? And it's a special one today because I know y'all all cooked for your mamas, didn't you? <laughs> welcome, welcome. So I know it's typically on, on Mother's Day, we teach about Hannah or Mary, the mother of Jesus. Today we're going to take it a little different. Somebody even more important in our world today somebody who's a world changer for the good or for the bad and that's you mama you you are impacting your family you are impacting the world around you and that's what we're going to talk about today here in just a couple minutes our ushers are going to come give you all a gift even everybody gets a gift okay today everybody wins a prize (laughs) y'all got that thank you So here in a few minutes, our ushers are going to bring you a prize. Everybody gets one. But I want you to think about something. I I, I love to think about when I was growing up and we didn't have a lot. We had a lot of love. We didn't have a lot of money. So one of the things that we did was we cut people's grass here in Clio and we cut shrubbery back and we cleaned apartments. And there was a little lady, and I'm going to date myself. Most of y'all will not even know who she is. But she lived up there in Pinewood Apartments. Her name was Sister Pearl Doster. And she would let us come clean her apartment. Now, I think it was more for us than it was for her. But we thought we was helping her. But she she's about this tall. She'd go in there to that little table. And she'd have her coffee cup. And every time, no matter how many times she did it, she'd put that little coffee cup in that saucer. And every time, it overflowed. And it overflowed so much that she couldn't even pick it up without it dripping. And what did she do? Anybody know what she did? She drank it out of that saucer. So every time I hear that song, I'm drinking from my saucer because my cup has overflowed, I think about Sister Pearl Doster. But then I begin to think of this as a mama. Nobody throw anything at me, okay? What's your cup overflowing with? Because that's impacting the world around you. This this next generation. Y'all know who's raising this next generation? (laughs) We are. We are. Oh, Miss Sandy, you just don't understand. That's just the way I am. Stop. It's not just the way you are. That's not the way God created you. Oh, Miss Sandy, you just don't understand. We got generation after generation after generation of generational curses. You be the one to stop it. God does not expect you to continue what you've been through. You want to see a change? Make the change. Make the change. Make the change. Lord, I been got way ahead of myself. All right, you got your cup. Oh, what's in your cup this morning? We're going to talk about some things that overflow out of our cup that keep us from having the blessings of God. So I'm going to go ahead and address this. I like my cup. But today we're going to be emptying this cup a lot. Okay. And when I say empty it, I want not I want to, you might want to keep a sip or two. I mean, just dump it out. Yesterday we were traveling back and we stopped at a little store and Mr. Bryant, he don't get real excited about a lot, but now he gets excited about something cheap and he like a, a good cold Cold, uh, root beer. I say root. Okay. (laughs) But I sat there and I was thinking about it and I thought, you know, you watch the children. They go over there and they get them a little bit of this. Little Mountain Dew. Little Pepsi. What do they call that? Some kind of... Yeah, something like that. Have you tried to drink it? That's nasty. It's nasty. It's nasty. When we try to mix God's blessings with what we put in that cup, just nasty. You got to dump it out. Dump out us. So let's talk about some things this morning. I know, I know that I've already looked at the clock. I know. You're already looking at your watches. What's in your cup? Three things that Satan tries to keep us distracted with, moms and everybody. We're going to talk about how to battle that and what we need to be filling up with. If we're going to change this generation, if we're going to break those generational curses, don't be the one to be weak. Oh, Miss Sandy, I just, I'm not strong enough. That's the point. Quit relying on you. Rely on him. He's the one can pick that cup up for you. Dump it and start filling up. First one, unforgiveness. Oh, Miss Sandy, you don't know what they did to me. Oh, you don't know how much they hurt me. What do they do to Jesus? What do they do to hurt Him? But what does He do every single day? But see, we're better than that. We can't let them get over on us. We got to get them back before they get us again. Or we go into another situation and we think, I'm not going to get got this time. I'm going to keep my armor up. Nobody's going to get to me. But mamas, let me tell you something. Oh, i forgive them, but I won't forget. They can't have a seat at my table. That's what that book says. Don't let the devil have a seat at your table. <laughs> Make sure you ain't letting him use you. I mean, it's not y'all. Some of them people. Some of them people. We're letting him have a seat within us because our focus was on what they did to us. Every time you're around that person, Every time you talk about that person, every time your demeanor changes because you forgave them but didn't forget it, you're spilling out on your babies. You're spilling out and they think that's good. That's the way mama does it. Because guess what, mamas? They're going to do everything we do. Because mama is good. Mama is precious. Mama is my protector. Mama is my lover. She takes care of my boo-boos. She tells them people off when I need them to. Watch it, mamas. They'll be doing what you're doing. They're going to do everything you do. But when you act that way, or in the mornings, because you done got up, Satan done got on you, got you thinking about that unforgiveness and what they did to you, you start spewing things out on them. See, that, that, at that point, we ain't overflowing. We just spewing poison and venom. We just can't understand why them bad just, Lord, they just bad children. Saying you bad, mama, but are you making that change occur? What are you spewing out onto your babies? That unforgiveness, because if it's living here, it's going on them. It's pouring out of you. But yet we get up, and please know this is coming from my heart. Okay, it's coming straight from my heart. But we get up and we say, "Oh, God's grace and mercy is covering my life." Woo! Let me shout, "Hallelujah, Jesus!" And you won't speak to them. Preach. Well, if God's grace and mercy is all over your life, guess what? It's all over theirs too. But not from you. You're denying your blessing. You're keeping him from filling up the cup with the good stuff. It's nasty because you're mixing your whole potion in there. You're filling up and letting the bad fall out. And it's falling on all those around. It's not just your children, spouses, work family, your sisters. Now listen, when we talk about spilling the tea, I I found out what that means. That don't mean let's go have a cup of tea together. That means let's get together and let me talk about somebody. When we got our cup, don't be dumping out everybody else's tea for public knowledge, Okay? (laughs) If somebody trusted you with it, you keep that tea and you pray over it. See, there's a lot of things you can do with that cup. You can fill it up with things that people bring to you and you can bless them with praying over them and loving them or you can hold the bad things. Mercy and grace can't coincide in the same cup. So go ahead and dump it. Just dump that. Unforgiveness. Dump it out. I ain't see y'all dumping. Dump it. Don't ban unforgiveness. They can't survive together. Shame. Mm. Mm. How many of y'all at least five times a week Satan brings up something you've done in the past? Every mm. day. You call yourself a child of God? Do you not remember what you did? Oh, believe me. <laughs> it- When I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me. Where do you think this is coming from? He stops those who have the most momentum. Somebody posted it. I saw it yesterday. A robber doesn't break into a house that's empty. He knows ain't nothing there. He breaks into the house that's got the best and the fullest. And that's what Satan's coming to you to do. Anytime you get a headstand going forward and you just go, burst of energy, everything's going... But do you remember what you did? And Jesus said, they're going, I don't. Because when you came to me, I cast it as far as the east is from the west, and I forgave you of that sin. You quit giving Satan the power of bringing it back up and throwing it in your face. You shouldn't have shame over something you did that you've gotten forgiveness over. Now, are you free from the consequences of your sin? No. But you should not carry that shame. You should not carry shame. I want to go back. Look at the Scripture. Ephesians four 31, 32 We're going to look at it two different ways. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away with all malice. Verse 32. And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Can we look at that in the Amplified? Thank you. And be let all bitterness and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper. I ain't going to look at y'all. And resentment, anger, animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, slander, evil speaking, abusive or blasphemous language. Be banished with all malice, spite, ill will, or baseness of any kind. Verse 32, and become useful and helpful and kind to one another, even those that come against you. Compassionate, understanding, tender hearted, loving hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And I want to look at 1 John in the Amplified. Again, He's coming. I know. Whoop. You lost it. We are writing. Here we go. That shame. We are writing about the word of life in him who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard, whom we have seen with our own eyes, whom we have gazed upon for ourselves and have touched with our own hands. If you go to First John 2.28... He's pulling that up. We have no place in our lives for shame. When God forgave us of everything, even the Word says, And now, little children, abide in Him, that when He shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before His coming. Why, where's your confidence? You still answering to some? Why are you letting somebody else call you? Why are you answering? We talked about this Wednesday night with the students. Why are you answering that person? Why are you answering that old sin? Why are you answering to what they're calling you? Because my God says, I'm his princess. I'm a child of the most high. My daddy owns the cows of a thousand people why am i answering to what somebody else wants me to be called in the amplified version 1 john 2:28 and now little children abide live remain permanently not in and out and in and out Be firm in Him so that when He is made visible, we may have and enjoy perfect confidence, boldness, assurance, and not be ashamed and shrink from Him at His coming. I heard it at a conference one day. It was the most profound thing we were talking to. The lady was talking about hot tea. Now, I'm a little bougie. Sometimes I like a little hot tea with peppermint in it. It's just so good. Okay. Think about it. I got my little tea bag and it's in my cup. And as long the longer it sits there, the stronger it gets. But she was saying that her little friend was sitting there and she was doing this. Put it in, take it out. Isn't that just like us? I get in, I get energized. Oh, that's too much. Let me get out. Oh, I'm ready to be on fire again, Lord. I'm back in. Oh, no, I gotta grow, I gotta change. Oh, let me get back out. Except if we stay there and abide in, live in permanently, you get stronger and you get stronger and you get more bold and you have more confidence. But see, Satan doesn't want that. He wants us to doubt and have shame for all that we've done. But God said, stop doing that. Stop worrying about what Satan brings against you. Don't let him call your name, or at least don't answer it. Answer what God's given you. Number three, doubt and fear. Oh, this is my favorite one. Not, not anybody in here says this, okay? I know y'all don't. It's them other people. I pray about it. And if the Lord wants me to serve, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Newsflash: He does want you to serve. Okay, I'm never gonna tell you not to pray, but there is a newsflash: He does want you to serve, not just your pew ministry. Oh, I'm just not good enough for that. But mm. don't Ephesians tell us that He will come and He will equip His saints for the work of the ministry? Whether it is cleaning the bathrooms, whether it is playing the piano, whether it's going out on the bus with Brother L.A. doing outreach, no matter what it is, he will equip you. He didn't ask you, did you know how to do it? He just said, come on and do it. But we have doubt, and we have fear. The Bible tells us, how many times, Brother Mark, not to fear? 365 times. That's the one for every day. But see, that's the problem, because <coughs> I want to hit that snooze. Nobody look at my family. You want to hit that snooze? <laughs> and I hit that snooze mm, about an hour. Hit that snooze, and then I get up and I'm all in uproar because I'm running late, and I don't give out God His time. See, I allow, I allow myself, my work schedule, my kids' schedule. The things i 'm doing at church, I allow myself to get so busy that the whole reason i 'm here gets ignored. Well, no wonder I got doubt and fear because i 'm not plugged into him if you 're going to use that three hundred and sixty five time a year allowance that means you've got to use one at least every other, every day right? not every other day, not once a week. Plugged into him because I do believe in acts one eight it said what i 'm going to receive. Anybody? Anybody know? Power. I'm going to receive what? Power. Power from him. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Woo-hoo! When does it come upon you? When you get saved. And then you shall be witnesses. Hold on. I wasn't through. We're going gonna to trap this one down. I might not be able to come back after today. day. You may be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Lord, yes, Lord, submit, Lord, send that money to missionaries. Lord, send that money to outreach. Y'all know where that Jerusalem is, right? That's your house. Anybody out there? That starts in your house. So if doubt and fear are overflowing from you in your house, guess what's going to happen? It's going to overflow onto your children. And then it's going to overflow on their children and everybody that you're around. Oh, we just might better not, not do that because they'll not, might not be safe. Oh, y'all might not better go up there and stay on that church house. Why y'all keep going up there in church? Y'all up there every night. Y'all know y'all going to hit a deal on the way up there. These are just, I mean, just not anybody in here. Not anybody in here. Doubt and fear. Oh that might not work. That's a great idea, but it probably ain't gonna work so we don't do that. Doubt fear why do we succumb to it? When we can have power it says that we're not to be fearful. One of my favorite verses is coming up next in Psalm one hundred thirty nine fourteen. I will praise thee, not sit back and let somebody else I Will praise thee. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Me. Me. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. If you don't know anything, you need to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Why do you have a reason to doubt? Why do you have a reason to fear? If God says it, it's gospel. Doesn't matter if you believe it. Doesn't matter if the world around you believes it. But we succumb to these things. Unforgiveness. Doubt, fear, shame. What's in your cup? You can't just let it trickle out. You got to get it out so he can fill it up. He doesn't expect you to do it on your own. He knows you're not strong enough to do that, but that takes surrender to him. And when you fully surrender, it's going to look a whole lot different in that world. than what they think it should look like. And they're going to ask you, how can you talk to that person? We know what they did to you. Girl, I thought I was going to have to put you in jail and you didn't even run your mouth this time. Oh, they're going to see that change. See, I'm just speaking real. But again, who are you spilling out on? You're spilling out on those around you, your children. Mamas, we got to remember our assignment. See, we want to be, and there's nothing wrong with being emboldened, but we have an assignment. Nothing wrong with a career. I love my career. My career is what gives me a platform to reach others. But when that becomes more important than reaching others that he's putting in front of me, or reaching those who are in my home, reaching those who I'm spewing all this out, I've lost my assignment. He just wants to fill us with love and peace and joy. But until we give him that, we hear Pastor Randy say all the time, Minister Vic said it last week, God's a gentleman. He's not going to force anything on you. And I get it. Oh yeah. Sandy, you just don't understand. I just messed it up. Yeah, you probably did, just like I did. Give it to Him. Let Him turn it around. That whole mess that you think you're in, that's what Satan wants you to think. He wants you buried under the mess of lies and betrayal and fear and doubt. And when we can't get past that, He knows He's got us. We're no longer serving. We're no longer doing what we're supposed to be doing. And that's glorifying God and bringing others to Him because we're scared. Because we're ashamed. Because we're just mad. Give that mess. Just give it to him. Y'all ever had your children try to help you with Christmas lights, and you wrap them up a certain way, so that they will unwrap a certain way, and then they come in there and they just go, "I can't figure that," and it's just like three thousand strands of lights in one ball, and you're just looking at. It. And what do you do? Me, that's I heard it. Go buy more. Some days, because I'm, what's the nice word? I'm frugal. I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to untangle each one so that when at the end of the day, instead of having this big old ball of mess, I got a nice long strand of lights that I can wrap around something that'd be real pretty. That's what God does. Except it, it don't take Him. The effort it takes me. But if you watch it, unfold, you give that mess to Him, one thing by one thing just starts to unravel. And I ain't talking about it in a bad way. I'm talking about you just start seeing His blessings time after time after time. Why am I telling you all this? Where would all this come from? I used to be this person. I used to be the one that was so caught up in school, so caught up in my career. But now I did everything. I went to church. I served where I was supposed to. I did everything I was supposed to do, except I wasn't letting him drive it. It was what I wanted. And all of these things spewing out on my family. And I'm looking at him going, what am I doing wrong? God, I do this thing. I do that thing. What else am I to do? And it came down to one thing. I had to surrender and get out of his way. I had to empty my cup and quit worrying about what somebody else thought. I had to empty my cup because it was pride. I wasn't going to ask for help. You can, you can ask them this. I will not ask for help. I'm going to do it. I don't need your help. I got it. You might not do it the way I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <clears throat> I had to let that go. I had to let it go. Because when it was me driving the bus, I had good intentions. But intentions don't get it, folks. It's your heart. Who's driving this? Is God driving it? Is he feeling you? Or are you just doing to do? Because there's a total difference. And I look around in here in the room. And I see those who are new moms. Some who've never been moms. Spiritual moms, spiritual giant moms. That's where we have to figure out where we fit in. Because one day I might be the one that needs you to reach out to me to say, I know you're hurting. What can I do for you today? How can I pray with you today? Oh, they didn't ask me to pray for them, but really? Really? Well, she didn't, she didn't call me about that need, so i just stay right over here, sipping my tea. And whatever happens, the Lord will work it out for him. No, that's not, yeah, he will. He will, but he can use you to help work it out even better. Maybe he's just sitting here, all spilled out. Maybe there's not even enough In your cup to overflow of bad stuff, maybe it's just you can't even pour it out. And Satan will tell you, "Oh, you don't need to go today. You need rest. You can't pour from an empty cup." True statement. But who's filling it up? What are you doing to get your cup refilled? See, none of that matters. We can say all the things we want, but you can't pour from an empty cup. Oh, it was, I had good intentions. Unless this cup is filled with what God wants it to, overflowing on those that He wants it to, you are not in His will. When you are in His will, this cup it just flow, flow. And even when you're physically tired, see Satan brings that against us, you can be physically exhausted and you do have to know when to step back. Because when you don't, oh, I don't need no help. I got this you operating in pride. And pride comes before what? The fall. Oh, I can do this. I got this. No, you don't got this. God does. And sometimes you need that moment of rest. You need a moment of restoration. You need a moment of healing. And while you're refilling, God's got somebody to go and fill in. Because His purpose won't go unfinished. His plan will be worked. But not if we're so prideful that we can't take back a step and just let him feel. But it's an everyday. It's not going to the fountain yesterday, the little drink fountain, and getting my little drink. And we got back in the truck and an hour down the road. I'm looking at honey, and I'm like, I'm thirsty again. Because I filled it up one time. Same thing happens with our walk. We can't fill it up one time and think, I'm good. I went to the altar today. I got saved. I'm good for glory. It's not how this works at all. You got to be constantly refilled. I want to share another scripture with you. John 7:38. He who believes in me, hmm. Who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me. Surrender. Relying on him, not on me. As the scripture has said, from his innermost being shall flow continuously. What does continuously mean? It, It never stops. Springs and rivers of living water. When you walk up to the faucet and you put turn it on and it fills up and you turn it off. That's all you getting. But when you turn it on, and you just let it keep overflowing, now children don't do that because your mama get on to you about water bill. (laughs) We ain't got to worry about a water bill in Jesus. He wants it just stay on all the time, flowing, flowing through us. When it's flowing through us, it's pouring on everybody else. It's pouring out on everybody. But whatever's here, whether it's His or not, it's flowing out. What do you want flowing out, mamas? What's your assignment? Not just mamas. Everybody in this room. What is your assignment? To reach others for Christ. Not to, it's all about me. What's in your cup? Satan's trying to fill you with unforgiveness, doubt, fear. Jesus wants to pour it out and give you peace and joy and love. And no matter what Satan brings against you, I got, I got this in God. I got this in God. When Satan tries to circum punch you. He's been after our church family. Hey, y'all not notice that. Whoo. What was that thing I said? Satan ain't coming after an empty house. He ain't coming for the house that's full. And I ain't talking about the people. This house is full. Why do you think Satan's trying to come against us? Leadership. If he can get our leadership, he's got us, right? He ain't got our leadership. they still praising God. Thank you for the miracle. Thank you for the miracle. Rest and restoration. We're going to move back. we on fire. That's our place to continue that work. I want you to stand. Can I get one of the piano players to come? I want you to think today. When you come to Christ, you come, and you surrender, and you give it all to Him, and people begin to watch you. They begin to watch your life transform. They begin to see the old empty, and it may be a little bit by a little bit because we try to hold on to things. They see that empty, and they see a new you, and they begin to think, ooh, what's going on there? I want a little bit of what she got. I want a little bit of what he's got. And then they see you come against something that Satan brings against you. And Satan tears you down. And then they see you revert back to an old self. And they say, what? It wasn't going to last long. I just had a little emotional experience. It doesn't have to be that way. If you look around and you're in that boat, mom, dad, boy, girl, whoever you are, it ain't just about the mamas. If you're in that boat, I want you to look around in this room, just this room, not including those who are serving in other places on this campus. When you have those moments of doubt, unforgiveness, fear, shame, You come to the ones who love you most. And that is the people in this room. And if you can't say that you love everyone in this room as Christ would love them, you might need to come join me down here too. But I want to take just a time because there are so many who are young in the faith. Those who are maybe not as strong as you think you are, but you are because you have Christ today Tori as she was leading our worship service said God's here to move your mountain he's here to break your chains but he can't do it if you won't let him come let our prayer team pray with you if you don't want to come here you go to the prayer tables prayer team will be out there God is a gentleman and he won't do anything you won't let him do but it's your place to surrender or maybe if you are that strong Christian mom or dad, boy or girl, and you're just in a hard spot right now, mommin' ain't easy. I found out boy mommin's even more tough last week. Mommin' ain't easy. Parenting ain't easy. This Christian life is not easy because Satan is will forever not is, will forever be working against you to tear you down. So I'm going to pray. And if you need to come forward and have some of our prayer team, some of our giants in the faith, just say, I just need some uplifting. I need, somebody, I need to know somebody's on my side. I need to know somebody's been there and made it through. I need to see something. I can't see it because Satan's right here in front of me and I can't see past him for what's going on. Today is your time. We are here and we will pray for you. All you have to do is come down. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the time this morning in your house with those who love you. I thank you for the opportunity to share your word and Lord is those that are coming to you, whether in their pew, or after service, or whether we get a phone call, whenever it is, Lord, that we would be the ones that continue to lift them up in the faith. Our jobs as godly moms is to raise those in our home, start in our Jerusalem, and then move forward. Lord, I pray that whatever we're spilling out is full of you, and every time that Satan tries to come against us, we pour that out and say, God, fill me again, and that we do this on a daily basis so that we stay full of you. In your name I pray, amen, amen, amen.